Hello listeners, welcome to Money Talk with Patrick. I am your host Patrick, trading mentor and creator of TC Trading. So in today's episode, I will be talking more about the potential dark side of cryptocurrencies, highlighting some of their disadvantages and how their strengths could be turned into weaknesses. If you are new to trading and are interested in learning more about cryptocurrency trading, check out my Forex and crypto trading course. Go to tcdtrading.com to find more. So hello listeners and traders, how are you this Thursday? So before starting to talk about this episode, which I named the dark side of crypto, which if you remember, I always try to be neutral and not only highlight the positives of the technology, but also the potential negatives. So before that, I want to kind of do a throwback at a previous episode where I was talking about Elon Musk and basically his tweet about Bitcoin. Now, it is very interesting to see because if you see Twitter, if you go ahead and look at the news, uh, Elon Musk is getting a lot of criticism, is getting roasted in all levels uh, due to this cryptocurrency community. And this is something that I addressed in uh, the, it, it was in the last episode, but in the last two episodes, I think uh, what I address is that the crypto community usually tends to be a little bit toxic when you are not agreeing with them and when when you're not saying that Bitcoin is going to the moon or that Bitcoin is gonna take over the world, right? I mean, my personal standpoint, I believe that it's always best to diversify your income it's always best to diversify your investments and not only put you all of your eggs in one basket right so i'm not all about cryptocurrencies i try to keep them as part of my portfolio i try to keep them as part of what's going on in order to diversify and reduce risks in any case as i've said uh, crypto community, the crypto community and investors, they were basically telling Elon Musk to stop tweeting because they were fed up that they were losing a lot of money because the price was going down. Now, it's a little bit ignorant to say that this is all due to Elon Musk, right? It's, it's hard to say because cryptocurrencies are supposed to be uh, not only transparent, but they're also supposed to be decentralized, meaning that there's no one controlling what people is doing, right? This is really just people doing whatever they want. If they listen to Elon Musk and they decide to sell their cryptocurrencies, well, that's up to them. It's not really up to Elon Musk to say, hey, sell all of your cryptocurrencies, which wasn't the case. He just established that he was not going to accept Bitcoin payments for Tesla, now, there's even other um, complications, let's call it like that, when trying to accept cryptocurrencies for accounting purposes. So it's not very straightforward. It's not like, oh, yeah, you're going to accept cryptocurrencies for payments. It's not as easy as that because, of course, if you receive a payment, then you have to deal with volatility and then you have to take into consideration that because your base, when where you're paying taxes, basically, is some fiat money, right? So... I know I'm kind of like deviating from this a little bit, but I really wanted to address it because profits are money taken from someone else, right? That's how basically the market works. Uh, some gain money and some will lose money, right? And the general idea is that you expect the market to keep growing at least uh, for some time. Of course, it's ignorant to say that it will go up forever. So the people who say the stock market always goes up, 
well they're full of um you know they're full of light because the stock market goes up then it goes down then it continues going up and so on maybe in the long term it has proven that it has gone up but that doesn't mean that it's gonna go up forever right uh, and saying the opposite is also would also be ignorant saying that everything is gonna go to zero uh, because there's a more complexity in our society and in the stock market and in finances etc etc in any case now i want to head more uh, on the episode so kind of like giving a brief summary of the positives and please bear in mind that i'm gonna be talking about cryptocurrencies in general but i'm gonna be using bitcoin most uh, principally as an example for this so you know in terms of the positives we have of course transparency you know we have talked that, uh, about the blockchain and how transparent it is because you can see all the transactions that are happening because every computer is listing the same thing the, list, the same number of transactions the same names and, and so on another thing that everyone's talking about is decentralization right no one can control bitcoin a uh, bitcoin is basically uh, for everyone who's mining and also who, anyone who wants to invest in it they can really pay to whoever they want they cannot be it cannot be controlled like no one can really freeze your assets and you know stop you from sending money to whoever you want furthermore also what i mentioned before is frictionless payments so basically you can send money to whoever you want without the need of third parties and i've given the example of if you want to send I don't know money from one country to another you have to pretty much deal with two banks and uh, that they will act as intermediaries and then you will lose on commissions and also it will take even more time i have given the example of swift taking a co- from a couple days to even a couple weeks depending on a financial system that you're trying to transfer to and this is where of course uh, bitcoin excels in these kind of things also you know in some cases this is except for bitcoin because bitcoin is rather slow uh, in terms of transaction it creates a block about 10 minutes and when the tr- the, the whole uh, network is kind of like blocked it's clogged with a lot of transactions sometimes it might take even longer i remember sometimes when there was a lot of panic i tried to uh, move some of my cryptocurrency and really it took about hours so it it can be like this at some points in time but basically speed in terms of uh, for instance xrp or litecoin the speed of transactions is very high now let's imagine let's uh, try to reflect a little bit imagine that we are at a point that cryptocurrencies are really adopted by pretty much everyone maybe fiat still exists so they're kind of like coexisting together now imagine this scenario you know and this scenario is basically leads basically to a complete loss of privacy why because cryptocurrencies or at least bitcoin is a hundred percent transparent right so a lot of people say and i've already said this before that cryptocurrencies are anonymous but this in reality is a myth right cryptocurrencies are not anonymous now don't get me wrong because some of them really are and they are called privacy coins and you can do more research on them but these specific uh, privacy coins they're usually hated by the government i remember reading some news a couple months ago where the U- uh, the u.s government was trying to pay people to break monero which is one of these privacy coins so they were paying people to try and fi- uh, you know and figure out how they could break 
the system how they could break the uh, the anonymous cryptography that they uh, that they had so this what i'm trying to say is that yeah they, there is this case but in reality most cryptos are pseudonymous meaning that you have something you have this line of code which is your public keys uh, which interacts as your name in the broader network now in this dark scenario that i want you to think about uh, and here please just uh, Thing that I'm not trying to uh, say for, which is fear of uncertainty and doubt. I'm just trying to talk about the real possibilities that this might happen, you know, uh, because it's not only about the positives, it's also about the negatives and potential downfalls of any investments, right? This is why we measure risk versus reward. In any case, this dark scenario is imagine one of the biggest crypto exchanges gets hacked. And this has happened before. And this might happen again in the future. And now when I'm saying that they are, they get hacked, I'm not really talking about, uh, you know, someone hacking and stealing the cryptocurrency of a specific broker or a specific exchange. I'm aim aiming more for them to steal the KYC or know your customer data. So if this data is leaked, everyone who has access to that data can track your financial transactions pretty much forever and that's because they can link your name with that specific public key and if you are sending money from that wallet to another they can see that in the blockchain so that's something that you cannot really stop of course there's some ways that you kind of can get back control of your uh, financial info of your transactions but it's not something that everyone is gonna do not everyone has the knowledge or the capabilities to actually do that now let's talk more about government regulations on exchanges because this is a rather big topic uh, in in regards to bitcoin so bitcoin might be decentralized and no one can really control it okay this is kind of like the consensus but you know what can governments control they can control the inflow and outflow of money via exchanges you know because in the end people are buying um, services they are buying products with fiat you know if you have these new cards that allow you to spend cryptocurrencies but in reality what they are doing is they are exchanging that cryptocurrency on real time so that you can pay wherever you go with fiat now just like brokers and financial institutions, governments can ban entities from interacting with their citizens. If you are in the forex industry, if you have, you know, open accounts and so on, you will find that some brokers do not accept citizens of the US in particular. Why? Because then this would mean that they have to accept the US regulatory framework and they will, you know, and most of the time, because they don't want to do this, they will not be allowed to offer their services. So this is something that could be applied to other countries as well. So this is not only subject to the US, you know, and furthermore, regulations can be more about sharing KYC data. And, you know, this could be for tax purposes, for uh, anti-money laundering purposes, or even national security and anti-terrorism. This is what a lot of, uh, you know, the times that governments try to get data from a private company or from a public company, they do this with kind of like these excuses. So just bear this in mind that this could happen in the future. 
and you know regulations could also include freezing exchange wallets you know i'm not i'm not saying that they can freeze your bitcoin but they could potentially say hey if you are an exchange and are operating in our country if we have a list of people who are uh, i don't know who are avoiding taxes who have been linked with terrorism or different things that they want to do they can actually go to the exchanges and say hey if you receive data from this particular uh, person just like other banks you must free their uh, freeze their assets by law right this is not something that is currently ongoing maybe not to this extent hopefully it will not be the case in the future but of course just as traditional banks if cryptocurrencies become more more and more and more adopted you know this is something that might happen in the future and now the last point that i would like to cover in regards of this dark side of cryptocurrencies is quantum computers now quantum computer is the exploitation of collective properties of quantum states such as superposition and entanglement in any case in short what this means is that they can do a huge number of computations in a very short time and one of the most well-known applications of quantum computers is trying to break the mathematical difficulty underlying most currently used cryptography. What this means is that technology like blockchain technology that, you know, it's basically the cryptography of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies can be uh, attacked by these sorts of computer. And now the thing here is that even though the technology is not there yet, you know, there is not a computer right now that can break this code uh, very easily. It, it is taking about eight hours for a current quantum computer to actually break the code, which makes it almost impossible if you think about the 10 minutes threshold that each transaction uh, has to go in order to be on one new block. Uh, right now it's safe on that side right because you would need to have a computer that's so fast and so powerful that can do that very quickly under that specific time frame in any case it is possible that this technology continues evolving in the future as giants such as google and ibm are competing against each other in order to de further develop this technology in any case, traders and listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Money Talk with Patrick. And something that I will say, never put all of your eggs in one basket. Always do your due diligence and diversify in multiple assets. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.